Hey friends, welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm bringing you a special episode of the Boca podcast today called Workflow Wednesday. During these special edition episodes, myself and my co-hosts will focus on helping you develop more efficient daily and weekly workflows around post-production, communication, task and project management, time management, file and image management, and yes, the list does go on. We're going to save you an incredible amount of time in your work week, and we promise not to be too nerdy. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. Live, it's Workflow Wednesday. Hey, everybody. Hey, Haley, Rich, and Heather. Hanging out today. And for those of you listening in, photographers, uh, listening, both listening and watching for that matter, uh, this is Workflow Wednesday, a series produced by Photographers Edit, where we focus on the very topic of workflow, something applicable to all photographers day in and day out. And we're specifically talking about how to work efficiently. And uh, as a result, hopefully we'll have a little bit more time left uh, to have a life. <laughs> did, did someone already leave a comment? They well, did, yeah. Hey, Sarah. Sarah, thank you for saying hello and listening oh, in. Wow. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, I'd love to see everybody joining in. And by the way, for those of you who are signing in right now, um, do say hello. Don't hesitate to comment. Say, hey, if you've got questions or comments about what we're going to be talking about, uh, more specifically, how to prepare to photograph a wedding day. And we're going to get into that here in just a second. Don't hesitate to, to chime in. Hey, Cameron, thanks for saying hey, too. Um, don't hesitate to chime in. And for those of you listening on the podcast, we published this to the Boca podcast a little bit later in the day. That's Boca, B-O-K-E-H, podcast.com. Um, make sure to come back and take a look at the live video. And if, if you just go to facebook.com slash photogs edit, P-H-O-T-O-G-S. Oh, no, I, there I go again. I screwed it up. P-H-O-T-O-G-S-E-D-I-T. You think I'd have this down by now. Um, you can come back to 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 the Photographer's Edit Facebook page and watch the video if you didn't get to watch live. So uh, do come back and visit. But uh, how have you guys been this week? What's what's your week been like so far, Heather and Rich? Uh, we're real good. I, what I'm doing is like, I just noticed how more professional you look with a big microphone in your face. I feel like we need to have a big microphone right here. <laughs> you know, we, we, we have like a little, really tiny one right here. Look at that, you know? And, uh, anyway. We're not, there, nobody's judging. Nobody's judging. I, I feel like I'm judging myself here, you know? <laughs> you know, I just every day, you know, it's like how much closer to, um, uh, to being like Nathan can I be, you know? So I mean, like, <laughs> Until so, uh, until you start with the black T-shirts, man. I don't know if it's, it's oh, going to be. No, she, she had a, a black uh, cardigan on, so maybe she's getting there. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Well, you got to follow Heather's example then. I always do. <laughs> How are you doing, Heather? Uh, we're doing well. We had a uh, shot of wedding this past weekend, and yeah. Um, but we get a couple of weeks off. We do. We actually don't have a wedding we're for so, two we're weekends. So excited! So we have a little bit of a breather, a yeah. little little bit of time to rest and catch up a little bit, catch and up. That's um, exactly what. get back on our social media game because we fell off the wagon after um, vacation. 
So yeah, after talking yeah. about social media, you fell off the exactly. No, before that, <laughs> we were already <laughs> off the wagon. You know, we, we talk about things we need to do in this podcast. <laughs> Lots of knowledge about how things should be going. <laughs> exactly. Isn't yeah. it funny how that works? Yeah, no, I'm yeah, I'm certainly do. guilty of the same. Yeah. But we I, can't always live up to all of the things that we know that we should be doing. Yeah, that's how it so, is. Okay. Yeah. It starts with self-awareness, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um and and you said that you guys shot together the wedding this past week and you photographed together? Uh, as usual, these uh, clients hired me to shoot for just a couple of hours. And so my main job was to show up right before the ceremony. Um, and during the ceremony, get all those reception details once the room was ready, but before it was disrupted by all the guests. Yep. So that's my main passion that I love doing on wedding days. And you did a and fantastic job. Thanks. You know. And that's what I did this past weekend. So uh, and, and once actually, in a while. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Please continue. No, you're fine. Once in a while, clients will hire me for longer than that. But I would say on average, I'm shooting for two to three hours. Um, That's a great deal. And uh, and I, I think I've commented on this before, but good on you all for thinking about that very proactively. I mean, it's easy. I know I did back in the day photographing with my partner. It was it was an all day mm -hmm. uh, ordeal. Mm -hmm. And um, there's our, our time is valuable. It's not something mm -hmm. that we can get back. And so I think thinking about that proactively is really, really important uh, and adding a value to that uh, even yeah. more important in that context. So well, well, I mean, as you as you shoot the more weddings we shoot, obviously, the, the more we know the ebb and flow of, mm -hmm. of a wedding. And we actually can, you know, I, I, I just tell my clients, like, I, I don't need a second shooter for as long as you, you like, you all, know, day. Like, all day, like, mm -hmm. I, I know how to shoot a wedding. And so I mean, there's, there's no point of getting the exact same shot, you know, for, for, there's only a few times during the wedding day that I need a second shooter. So, so yeah. it, it works out. So, I mean, I, I've never had a complaint about like, like, oh, I, I wish you had gotten that, I, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, if they did, they were very silent about it. <laughs> Heather, as, as much as Rich needs you, he doesn't always need you, apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, I, oh, I wish. Oh, she, I'm just, she looks amazing on wedding days. And so <laughs> if I could, I would have her there the entire time. Yikes. But, but man, she, the way she dresses, it's just, she looks so professional. I love so, it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> Which we actually are going to talk about this a little bit later oh, in the uh, mm. in the video. So. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. We, we, we should, we should Mitch put video. Mitch is drooling we, we, already. I, I, I took some photos of her on, on the last wedding just on Saturday. I, we should. I, I wish there was a way to like show these photos. Uh, You're she, so she, funny. She looks, she looks so good. On, He's so funny. She, she always looks good. It sounds like you run the risk, Rich, of getting distracted while you're, you're I, supposed to be photographing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You're like, oh, babe, you're can you get out of the way a second so I can't see you? I need to focus. <laughs> He's embarrassing me, but I guess I should count my blessings because we celebrate 14 years this month, and I guess that's a good thing. Gosh. So <laughs> that's awesome. And, and by the way, you guys mentioned, of course, your photography business, and I had this up on the screen for a little bit for those of you watching the live video, richsmithphotography.com or .net, whichever you prefer. Uh, make sure you check out Rich and Heather's website. But Haley, you've been very silent over there. Um, talk to us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a pretty normal week for me. I did not have a wedding this past weekend. <laughs> so, no. yeah. So what's what's your week been like? Um, just a lot of working, I guess, really. Okay. <laughs> working for photographers edit, you know, doing uh, editing podcast episodes. So, we have a lot of great ones coming out in the next couple of days. Um, well, in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah. Well, and and I have to uh, chime in here too. Did you get a haircut cuz your hair looks great? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I got cut about a month ago. 
Did you really? Okay. Y'all, y'all saw it that day. You am I, am I, am I doing the stereotypical guy thing and only noticing it just now? No, I, no I, she styled it differently. She styled it differently. There is a difference. It's usually curly. Yes. There you go. There you go. Well, it's, it's a great look on you. And uh, you. we're going to give more reason to our listeners on the Boca podcast side, listening just to audio to come watch the, the live feed between Heather and Haley. I mean, it, you guys are set. So between watching Rich embarrass me. Yes. Live. <laughs> It'll and, be great. And I did, and I did put uh, Haley's website up on the screen as well. Haley not only does work for photographers edit, but also is a photographer herself and um, kind of a, a brand strategist of sorts. And, and in fact, Haley actually photographed um, some headshots for for Heather just recently. And and uh, Sarah Sarah was just commenting on this. She said Rich met, so she's commenting on on Rich's. Uh, rant about how wonderful Heather looks and says that uh, Rich Smith, I agree. Her new headshot photos are so cute. So I think oh, we have to give props to Haley so and Heather. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. Haley uh, did a great job. I'm always, very thankful. I always tell my clients, I'm like, I, it's kind of sad for my clients because people like Heather more than like, like me. No. And, 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 so, uh, <laughs> and so you're like, when she, when she comes for two hours, they're, they're like, hey, uh, she can stay. You can go. How about that? How, how about you know? You know <laughs> Not true. He's super likable. <laughs> we we love you both. It, it's oh. uh, we'll give you both props for being wonderful people. And uh, I I have to uh, kind of take us maybe in the direction of our conversation at this point. As as much as we love being complimentary of each other, um, <laughs> you're looking good today too, Nathan. By the way. Oh, thank <laughs> you. You like my? This is kind of a new idea. I thought I'd try <laughs> some black T-shirts uh, for a change. It We've never it seen you in black. It works really well for you. you know, you should buy a few of those black T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a few. Actually, I, I just took my kids shopping kind of for school. And uh, my son has a job now, so for work as well. And uh, I, I actually need to update um, it, black T-shirts. As easy as it is to shop for and maintain black T-shirts, they do fade after time. So you do have to update them. Uh, hashtag first world problem. <laughs> 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 uh, but we're going to actually be getting into a kind of a fun topic today, uh, talking about how we prepare to photograph a wedding day. So, of course, obviously, this is more applicable for wedding photographers specifically. There are certainly plenty of them in our industry. Um, I think there are over two. The last figure that I saw for 2017, there were over two million, I think two point one million or so weddings that happen in the U.S. every year. And um, and so wedding photography is a, is a pretty significant uh, business opportunity for professional photographers. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I actually had the opportunity to become a part of the wedding photography industry at the point where it was transitioning from being this kind of lackluster profession and career to almost, well, it kind of eventually transitioned into this uh, pseudo or faux rock star existence there for a little bit. I think people have kind of calmed down a little bit since, but um, it's been interesting to see how things have changed over the years. But this idea of photographing a wedding, it's its a very involved process, especially nowadays when we're photographing instead of, you know, just for two or three hours for six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours, depending. Um, and the preparation that goes into that process was something that I figured that we could, we could dig into a little bit. And uh, maybe you guys have some hacks and tips and tricks uh, all four of us here have photographed weddings in one form or another. And so I figured we could all lend to the conversation. But uh, Rich and Heather, let's go to you guys first. And what I want to talk about is a couple of things today. First of all, the communication side of things, what that communication looks like with clients leading up to the wedding, uh, especially in the last couple of weeks or so. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we'll get into gear, gear prep, and then also clothing. We were talking about clothing, and we'll actually get to that here in just a second. Maybe even a little bit of diet, too. What snacks we like to take along with us. Uh, yeah. So let's dive in, because it's a pretty loaded topic. But Rich and Heather, we'll just go to you first. Yeah. Um, so uh, I like to have no communication before the wedding and try to, like, shoot from the hip. Um, you know, it, it, it like just adds... photojournalism, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't want to even know. I don't even know what they even look like. I want to, like, guess what, what my clients look at. Oh, like, boy. Hey. Oh, we're, in a mood, we're in a mood today, guys. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so um, yeah, I mean, like, my, my the wedding communication actually starts about two months before the wedding. Um, wow. I, uh, I have uh, shoot you send out a questionnaire to um, my clients. And uh, that that it's a pretty extensive wedding questionnaire. I started off, um, actually, I think I started off uh, using your old questionnaire, Nathan. And then, uh, and, and, and through the years, I've kind of like um, made it kind of more my own uh, based on my style. Um, and so um, based upon, you know, I'm trying to figure out the whys of, uh, of, of my clients. And so basically kind of uh, try to get into their head as much as possible uh, through this questionnaire. Like, why did y'all pick this venue? And why, what, what attracted you to this wedding dress? Why did you pick this wedding dress? You know, because again, I can just shoot a wedding dress, but if she likes a particular part, I like the back a whole lot, or I like the lace, I like this, I like that. Um, then I can actually know exactly, exactly how to really photograph the wedding dress the way she would want to her the wedding dress to be remembered, you know? And and we're so, talking a lot about, I mean, we could sum this up and with one word, which is details, right? We're, oh, yeah. Especially for the newer photographers listening and they're trying to figure out how to go about this process. Uh, the attention to detail makes all the difference in the world. If you're going to not just simply photograph a wedding, but photograph a wedding in a way that reflects the bride and groom mm-hmm. and the personalities and the thought put into the day. And of course, the story associated with the bride and groom and their day. Um, mm-hmm. Attention to detail is so important. And so taking time to have those conversations and understand the details. So, so yeah. important. Yeah. I mean, going, going back to uh, even having a second shooter, uh, I ask all the really important questions for me as an outsider to come in and know exactly I'm like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Um, I, I emphasize several times to my clients, no surprises for the photographers. Because, I mean, every once in a while I get a, a, um, a bride and groom that they've, they've, they've come up with a really cool idea, but they want it to be a complete surprise to everybody at the wedding. And um, and, the, and a couple of times they didn't tell me either. And I'm, and I'm like, I'm supposed to document it. You know, like there's no – there was this one time where uh, this, this bride um, – uh, she um, uh, she found her mother's uh, wedding dress in the attic, and so it was. And her wedding day actually uh, corresponded to the exact her her mom's birthday. So during the reception, she she snuck out of the reception to the to, to the girls' room, and she put on her mom's dress, and then came out with her with with uh, with uh, a wedding uh, like a birthday cake to kind of like just you know celebrate her mom for a little bit. I had no idea this was going to happen. And so <laughs> I, I'm literally on the other side of the venue taking detail shots. And all of a sudden, Distracted I, by Heather's yeah, beauty. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like taking, taking photos of Heather, you know, forget about the wedding. And all of a sudden, like all of this excitement, this, um, this, this, you know, all this emotion was happening on the other side. I rush over there and figure out what was happening. I'm like, I had no clue, you know. So basically, from then I, I, I added, like, "Hey, what what's happening uh, uh, during the wedding day?" That that like again, like no surprises for the photographer. I've got to know exactly because again, that that helps me again 
photograph this, this wedding for the most part for the, um, by myself, you know, uh, for uh, mm -hmm. with Heather coming out maybe to two to three hours for the majority of the day, I'm going to be by myself. I need to know exactly everything that's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Are um, there sentimental items that are of particular importance to the bride um, or groom that, oh, yeah. that need to be documented? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I say that, that locket, that locket could have been bought by at Target a week ago or could be a hundred years old. I, mm -hmm. I, I have no idea, you know? Like uh, mm -hmm. like I've had clients they they sew a bit of their 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 grandmother's wedding dress in like on, on the underside of the wedding or wedding dress. I've had everything, you know. Mm -hmm. And also, if I didn't know to be looking for it or even ask those questions, she there's so many details of the wedding she would not have told me. I would not have taken a photo of it. And um and and then you know so yeah basically I ask all of the all the really really important questions about like exact so I know right beforehand where to be, how to be, what to be being prepared for mm -hmm. uh, throughout the entire wedding day. Do yeah. you, can you uh, maybe just sum up, I know it's probably pretty detailed and, and comprehensive, but um, can you sum up, give us an idea of how, first of all, how, how long that questionnaire is, and then maybe mm -hmm. give some more examples of the very specific questions that you're asking during yeah. that interview? Yeah. Some of the, some of the really um, important questions I ask is the, definitely the family dynamics. Um, uh, I ask a couple of things. Uh, does any of your family members like hate another person? Like, like there, 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 there's been a couple of weddings where like, oh, I had one wedding where, mm -hmm. where the, the groom's mom's side had to be photographed before the ceremony and the groom's dad's side had to be done after the ceremony because they really did not want to be in the same room together. You know, I mean, like, I'm like, what did this dude do to you? I mean, like, so, uh, so, but again, it was very important. I knew exactly that dynamic so I could be aware of it. You know, normally if there's a divorce um, uh, couple, you know, I'll, I'll be like, uh, I'll ask, are they amicable? Do they get along pretty well? And normally, yeah, yeah they work, we're fine together. Uh, and so, but then I'll just, I just put them on either side of, of the groom. So they're not together, they're not sitting together. You know, I, I just kind of know these, these little, these little details that, you know, how, how is, how is your grandparents health? Do they have a walker? Do they have a, are they in a wheelchair? Um, because if, if they're in poor health, if they can't stand for long, I'm going to put their formal photos at the very beginning so I can get them out of the way so they can get back to, to a chair. I got mm -hmm. asked all these really, really uh, great questions so that clients know that, hey, I'm very detour. I'm, I'm, I'm really relaxed, but I also know exactly what's going to happen on your wedding day. I know, you know, I know who is everybody and all that kind of stuff. Um, Another so question that's really relevant that we have found is um, the bride's dress that she chose, how is it fastened in the back? Does it zip up? Does it button up? Because that actually informs us being very aware of how much time we do or do not have as she's getting into that dress and, and her, her mom and her bridesmaids are helping her. Um, there have been times where it was a zip and it was like, like literally two seconds and it was over with. Like, and sometimes those photos are really important to a bride, the actual, you know, fastening up of the dress or the being, you know, and so being aware of that in advance is really helpful for us to know mentally to um to just be aware of and yeah. to know how much time we have to work with yeah. so that's another one yeah i personally like the buttons the buttons or or the 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 yeah. corsage thing where i mean like the Cor corset corset yeah the yeah. corset thing where it just takes you know like 15 minutes to get a dress i'm like i got i get every angle every detail yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Get, get people's reactions i mean i have all, all the time in the world it gives you time up, yeah the, the zip up i'm like okay we're gonna do that over and over again you know? <laughs> and, but then i feel like it's less genuine if i'm having to like stage 
moments. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, those, those speaking of those stage shots, especially during preparation, the one that always kills me is the, uh, and I, I probably did it too, but uh, at some point, but is the, um, like the groom buttoning his, uh, his sleeve, or, like, putting yeah, the cufflinks yeah. on, yeah. like, can you set up the shutter, putting your watch on and you get, and you'll see a photographer stage that. And it just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, there's there's certainly an opportunity there if you're aware of the details as you're talking about to mm-hmm. photograph those things as they happen, at least yeah. most of the time. I realize we're not always going to get it, but uh, rather than trying to stage those moments, being aware of the timeline, clearly communicating with uh, the bride and groom. And, and the cool thing about these these kinds of questionnaires is it actually gives them an opportunity to think through some of the details that maybe they hadn't yet. Uh, mm-hmm. Either you know they don't have a wedding coordinator, and so these conversations haven't happened, or uh, maybe they do have one, but you're just adding additional thought or question to mm-hmm. that wedding day timeline, and um, working through that, managing expectations thoroughly is really, really important. How many pages long is that questionnaire, Rich? As, as an online questionnaire, so I don't really know. Uh, uh, maybe two or three pages. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know. I mean, like, I guess if you print it out, probably two or three pages. But I mean, it's an online okay. questionnaire, so mm-hmm. so um, you know. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like, old school of me to ask how many pages, right? <laughs> exactly. I, literally, the and I'll get to this here in a second uh, after we chat with Haley. But um, my the questionnaire that I have pulled up on my screen here, I have a digital version of it now. But it when when I used to do these questionnaires, it was. Uh, a lot of the time, anyway, it was just handwritten. So pieces of paper printed out, and I'm sitting having a conversation with the clients and and um, filling it out. But uh, yeah, two to three pages that that probably covers a lot of detail on its own. I know that mine is. Let's see, I think one, an actual pieces of paper, one, two, three, four sides, I guess. Uh, okay. Almost. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Haley, let's let's go to you. Actually, I, I want to hear a little bit about how you approach this process uh, as you're consulting with clients leading up to the wedding. Yeah, mine's a little different, but it kind of makes me want to rethink how I'm doing it because um, just having it all documented is really nice. But I do have a, a survey that I send out that's really just like the details that I need to know for the wedding day of like. Is there a timeline? Who are all of your vendors that you're working with? Do I need to, you know, talk to your planner about the timeline? Um, just those big ones. And then I actually have a, a meeting with a client and have usually it's it's with the bride because a lot of times the brides are a little more excited to talk about their wedding <laughs> um, and all the details and plans. And I have them tell me what they're in how they envision their day going from start to finish the important pieces that I need to know about. And especially those relationships, because I've, I've dealt with those too. Um, but yeah, so a little different, but I do have um, a survey that's just details and then an in-person meeting that I end up writing down. So I kind of do the old school thing of writing down everything that they tell me. And how far in advance, and by the way, Kevin chimed in and said, thanks for this. Uh, Kevin, thanks for listening in. We're, we're glad to kind of share a little bit of our experience and uh, hopefully it, yeah, it's definitely helpful in some way. Um, but Haley, you were talking about um, both the survey and then the questionnaire. How, how far in advance are you giving them the survey or sitting down with them in person prior to the wedding? The survey I'm giving to them right after we book, but they may not have all the answers yet. And I think that's fine. Like if they need to go back and fill it out again, they can. Um, But the uh, meeting that I'm having with them is usually about a month before because most brides don't have their entire wedding planned, you know, six months in advance. 
I know for me, you know, a week before my wedding, I was still making final details. I didn't get a bartender until three days before my wedding. So it's all those things like you have to kind of roll with how far into planning they are. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and then how do you all both, uh, Rich and Heather and, and Haley, how do you all take that information to the wedding day? Because I, and unless you've got this incredibly amazing uh, pictographic memory where you can, all those details, you've got them in the back of your mind. Um, I do. I, you do? Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> now, this, this question will be answered for us in gear prep, in, in okay. the gear, gear prep question. Yeah. Perfect. We'll yeah. save it for then. Right, and I'll just yeah. share real briefly what, um, what I have as far as a questionnaire is concerned. Uh, on my end, and you know what, I, I would even pull this up on the screen, except I actually have client old client details in it, so I, I won't do that right this second. But uh, what I have is, as I mentioned earlier, I have a four-page questionnaire, and I'll just kind of scan through and give you an idea of what's on this questionnaire. The front page was kind of like the the basic details, so I mean, literally their uh, their contact information, and and you know, I mean, it seems kind of obvious, and I think these days probably more so than, for example, when I photographed this wedding, this was two thousand nine, actually. Um, so quite a while back, but these days, making sure that you not only have the the cell phone numbers of obviously the bride and groom, but also their their close family members, I think is really important because if you can't get in touch with somebody, uh, and in fact the bride and groom really don't need to be bothered most of the time, uh, you want to be able to reach out to to the uh, family members or close friends of the bride or the groom in order to find out information about what whatever might be going on amidst the timeline of the day. That's really important. But yeah, just the basic details, the location. Um, and then a timeline actually for me was, uh, so for example, just as an idea, some of the details, brides, AM plans, grooms, AM plans, the locations, the timeline associated with that. Uh, you know, for example, if, if they're doing something, if they get some kind of activity, I photographed uh, a wedding party, the, the groomsmen went skeet shooting one time. Um, that's something that happens before the prep even, even, uh, is going down or they, they might be going golfing or the girls might be going out, uh, for brunch, whatever it might be finding out those details timeline, location, and then going on to the, the pre-wedding prep, uh, both for the bride and groom, pre-ceremony portraits, assuming that that's, that's happening, uh, if, if any, and then uh, the ceremony, post-ceremony portraits and reception. So that's kind of how I had broken down the day timeline-wise on that questionnaire. Uh, important people, and you all alluded to this, uh, I think at some point already as well, but just an introduction of not only family, but as you mentioned, family dynamics, being aware uh, in, in great detail in some cases of the family dynamics, who to put together, who not to put together, who wants to be photographed to together <laughs> uh, and who doesn't. And yeah. uh, being well aware of those those family dynamics, both the bride's family, the groom's family, uh, wedding party as well, being aware of how many are in the wedding party, what that's going to look like, how that's going to break down, ring bearer, flower girl. And uh, and then any additional special notes, I have that is kind of the bottom. And I think that's where I was entering in uh, again, details of the family. For example, uh, this particular person, uh, father, I, I mentioned the father's talented banjo player may play at the reception. So just as you were talking about, Rich, a, attention to those details that make a difference to the story for uh, of this bride and groom, really, really yeah. important. I actually uh, even asked for the uh, the bridesmaids' email addresses so that I can actually communicate them uh, communicate oh. with them before the wedding. Cool. Uh, just just kind of like because uh, a lot of times uh, the 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 bridesmaids they they they've they've never met me they don't know how how I shoot and True. so uh, and so I'll actually just send them an email that says you know here's some great tips um, you know um, I can't wait to meet you guys and and just you know just know that you're never going to be in my way. I mean, like, uh, I'm, uh, you know, don't feel like you have to like, oh, you feel like 
I'm sure I'm have that my camera aimed generally in your direction. You feel like, oh, I have to, you know, he's aiming toward the bride. I'd get out of the way. I'm like, you're a part of this bride's story about her, you know, mm -hmm. like just enjoy. I say the only thing I ask you not to do is to chew gum, you know, because again, <laughs> like it's so hard to, to yeah. take photos of of, uh, of girls chewing gum. And so uh, I basically kind of give them like uh, th those type of um, those type of just tips. just tips, you know, where like like while they're walking toward uh, like uh, with the beginning of, of the, the wedding where they're walking in a lot of times everybody's looking at them. And so some of the shower ones don't like look down at their, mm -hmm. at their flowers and they're not smiling. There's no emotion to it whatsoever. And I say, Hey, yeah. you know, just, you know, uh, I know you might, but I, I want to be able to see your face and the excitement. Um, you know, I'll see, you know, just, just fake it. Too. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like, uh, but again, like the, the, um, I just kind of give them some, some pointers. And I've got, I've had several bridesmaids email back saying, I, this is amazing. Thank you so much. I, I, I didn't even think about these tiny little details that, that we can, we can do during the, during the wedding as we as bridesmaids, you know? So, um, so even that, I mean, uh, that's hmm. pretty cool. I, that, that does make a big difference. That's, I think that's a really wonderful idea. In fact, and that's certainly not something that we did. I think it would be great to pre-establish some kind of relationship there. I, um, we had the wonderful opportunity to work with a variety of, of clients who, I mean, you know, midway through the day when we're actually work, working with, by the time we get to the portraits, we're photographing the wedding party, the family, the wedding party in particular, they almost feel like we're part of the family. Oh, yeah. uh, we just had that kind of connection with, with the clients. But in some cases, those who are, are important part of that wedding day may still look at you as, as more like the, um, the hired help, basically the hired photographer versus somebody who is a close family friend. And that will translate to their comfortability in front of the camera and with you. So I love that you're proactively reaching out to them in advance. I think that's a really, really great idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, another element, I'll just share this really quickly and we'll, we'll move on. Um, the, just finding out how many guests, how big the wedding day is going to actually be lighting for the ceremony, being aware of what the lighting is going to look like at different points of the day. Of course, that would be dependent on the location, but getting information about that, um, finding out if there's any rules about flash photography or moving around during the ceremony. I mean, for, for those of you who photographed uh, Catholic wedding ceremonies, you know how strict and actually not just Catholic uh, ceremonies and you know how strict those the, those church rules can get at sometimes yep. and um, so just being aware of those details ahead of time so you don't make anybody upset yep. uh, especially for the sake of your brand but also for the sake of your clients uh, also a really really good thing to do um, finding out if there's a, a, a videographer um, yes, it's yeah. a good thing. That will affect your entire day. Yes, <laughs> we love you, videographers. We oh, absolutely. But yeah, certainly being aware, and then ideally, to to Rich's earlier point, proactively reaching out to the videographer even ahead of time would be a good idea, just so there's some type of uh, good. Um, well, at the beginnings of a good relationship established there, it might make working with with them easier on that day. Uh, any additional kind of special traditions that might be incorporated into the wedding day? Again, to the to the point about details, really, really important as well. And then um, finding out what time the send off is going to occur. Some, I, I think, and it's it's quite rare at this point, but sometimes you'll have a client who will do a send off right after the ceremony, and they'll mm -hmm. they'll kind of stage that and then go on to the reception. Uh, we certainly had that happen. So finding out when that's going to happen. Uh, how many guests at the reception, um, what that that whole scene is going to look like. And, and for the sake of time, I won't go into too much more detail. One of the things that I will add here at the end, though, is the importance of finding out information about the vendors involved. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, I'm going to go back to Rich's point about proactively reaching out to people ahead of time. I think it would be good uh, for all of us as wedding photographers to proactively reach out. Once you find out, hey, who's the wedding coordinator, the hairstylist, the makeup artist, 
Um, who, where did they buy the wedding dress? Who's the florist, the caterer, et cetera? Um, reach out to those people ahead of time, give them a heads up, introduce yourself. And that's an opportunity to establish relationships, which of course can be great for your business on multiple levels. So yeah, I um, actually, actually, actually the vendors say, um, just to show them that I actually care. I say, Hey, are y'all doing, are you doing anything special at this wedding that you want me to, to, to pay more attention to? And so I can get these photos to you after the wedding. Like, like, and they'll be like, Oh my goodness, I was going to be taking this photo with my iPhone. And now I have a professional photographer asking me uh, beforehand. Mm -hmm. And that just, that normally blows vendors away. They're like, wow, that's no, no one asked me that, you know? Like, yeah, You'd think, I mean, these days with, such easy access to technology and tools that enable us to do these very simple things that can actually make a big impact that a lot more people will be doing it. I think it's still on the rare side. And mm -hmm. so if we just make the little bit of extra effort to be proactive in that way, it's amazing the impact that it can make uh, in the development of our business. John, or I'm sorry, Joan chimed in, said wonderful education. Love this so much. Thanks, Joan, for listening in. Hi, Joan. And uh, Sarah, she said, yes, two weeks ago, I shot a wedding. And sorry, Rich and Heather, I'm covering you guys up at the bottom of the screen again. With, that's, with that's the, okay. Uh, that's okay. Quote, but <laughs> yes, two weeks ago, I shot a wedding at a church and I could only go up to the last pew of the guests sitting and photograph from that point. I signed a contract with the church beforehand, so I Whoa. knew it, mm -hmm. but it was interesting. And yeah, that would definitely Whoa. kind of get in the way of your ability to be able to capture details, especially if you don't have a really long lens. So yeah. it, it's important. Yeah. Uh, both for planning, just as a photographer, but also, again, for the sake of relationships, to be aware of those details ahead of time. Thanks for sharing that, Sarah. Yeah. Um, let's let's move from the the communication piece, which is, is is so, so important. I mean, we can't emphasize that enough. But let's go from there to gear prep. Um, let's take us to the, the day before or the night before that wedding. Um, what does your gear prep process look like? Let's go back to you, Rich and Heather. Oh, we could go first again. Okay, nice. Okay, so... Um, uh, I mean, it's, uh, for I have some obvious things and some not so obvious things uh, uh, that I have come up uh, come up with just through experience. But the obvious things is simply just you know obviously making sure that the my batteries are charged, um, making sure I have batteries. I um, I did one wedding where like I I noticed that I don't have any extra batteries, and Heather had to actually come from the house to come bring me some extra batteries, you know. And so like it, it seems like I make one I make a mistake every once in a while and, I'll, and I'm like, okay, I'm never going to do that. No, never going to make that mistake again. Like, you know, just, you know, so, uh, yeah. um, and so, uh, what, what type of, um, rechargeable batteries are you using? I think we talked about this before, but for those who may not have heard that, what, what kind are you using rich? Uh, well, I have, um, in, envelope, what was it in, in loop in, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> E N L O O P or something like that. I um, it's the most popular brand. Loop, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's an it's an Amazon brand, correct? Um, I, I, Amazon might have bought them. I I, uh, um, I know that I can get the rechargeable Amazon stuff, and it's the last generation of envelope and whatever end loop in the loop. Keep talking. I'm gonna go get mine so we can actually pronounce this correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, I'll actually recharge. Um, I'll actually. Uh, I got the the Amazon version of it, and it's, yeah, I just I was doing some research. They're like saying it's, they're great; they work just fine. And um, it, but it's just like the last generation um, of the in in loop in in loop. <laughs> and, oh, there he goes. And, yeah, we'll we'll all do some show and tell here. So for and, those of you listening on the the podcast, we're we're um, how do you even pronounce that in a loop? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. That's I was thinking maybe we could pronounce it correctly. I'm still not sure. 
Uh, it is spelled E-N-E-L-L-O-O-P. But um, yeah, I'm using them actually for recording podcast sessions. They work quite well. They were like, amazing really well. So um, uh, they, they have the black professional versions, but I just use the white, the record kind. Uh, again, doing the research, I found out that although it does have um, uh, a little bit more um, oomph to them, to the, uh, the professional ones, that they don't last anywhere anywhere closest they only have like the quarter of the lifespan of, of, of the of the other so i'm like the, is, is, the, oomph the like a, is that a technical term oomph, oomph. oomph. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yes <laughs> yes it's beyond you know it's beyond what you can possibly is that the same sound that you make when you oomph. see heather across the room too as you're photographing <laughs> i'm like whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh boy back on track <laughs> oh, sorry sorry okay I'm serious. Focus. We, need, Focus. we need to take some photos I, we need to get some photos up with heather on the wedding day she looks great oh my gosh okay uh <laughs> next <laughs> uh, so uh the rechargeable also, batteries yeah it's recharging recharging the camera batteries and um and my my flash batteries um, and so um, it's very, very rare that I actually have to um, to bring extra batteries uh, or put those batteries in my flash last for so long. I normally only I use natural light for most of the wedding. Um, I have um, really uh, uh, high quality lenses that can you know go down to one point one point two and and I use available light as far as much as possible. But then then during the reception, then I'll, I'll put the flashes on. So, but normally for for a reception, I don't, I don't really need to uh, ever change out the batteries. Um, so um, they last really. Th those batteries are really great. They've they they're they're a game changer. I'm so glad that they came out with those uh, the rechargeable batteries. I remember back in the day where man, you just had to buy new batteries all the time, you know, and uh, it was so so okay. So uh, uh, format. Okay, did you actually did you when you were shooting early on? Were you using non rechargeables? Just buying like Duracell or or oh, Energizer? Yeah. I, I, I would get the lithium um, AA batteries yeah. um, because they had like gosh, about ten times the amount of. But then you like go into a wedding not knowing again like uh, um, how much more charge is left to them, and so it could die. Um, and so and so that's the reason they had, they had an amazing recycle time. They were very very powerful. It's just that that I like I got nervous using them for more than two weddings, you know. But I, 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 they could have been used for maybe five weddings. I, I don't know. I just mm -hmm. I, I, I just I never had any confidence whether or not they're going to quit on me during a. Um, the first dance and then like, you know, what are, you know, some, some sort of, they, they know, might lose their oomph. oomph, oomph exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm well, like, what? We'll make sure. Yeah. I'm just going to say, we'll make sure to link to the, uh, in loop or in loop or whatever, however you pronounce these batteries. We'll make sure to link to those in the yeah, show notes, but uh, Heather, what were you going to say? Oh, I just didn't expect a five-minute conversation on batteries. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. Keep going. A couple other obvious things that <laughs> I love batteries. Obviously, batteries. like he's come Great alive. Batteries. I'm bored. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we're, we're, losing we're losing viewers. We're losing viewers. Hashtag marriage. Okay. Um, formatting memory cards, another obvious one. Cleaning the lenses, another obvious one. Yeah. Um, but I love Rich's not so obvious stuff because I feel like that's really helpful. So I think you should talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, before you you, you uh, reformat my memory cards, I got to make sure that obviously I physically make sure that I I have have transferred these images uh, to um, to the hard drive. I basically look on the hard drive and and really verify uh, uh, the first image and the last image and and uh, how many images are between. I am very I'm 
paranoid when it comes to that before I format um, a, um, a memory card. Uh, now and we I'm actually not, talked I, about your, your backup process in another mm-hmm. Workflow Wednesday episode. So we'll make sure to link to that in the show notes too for those of you listening in. And by the way, um, for those of you watching live or listening on the Boca podcast, if you do go to bocapodcast.com, you can see the show notes for this these Workflow Wednesday episodes as well as all of the other Boca podcast episodes that we put out. Um, Haley does just an, an amazing job with those those show notes, a lot of detail. So make sure you go check that out. But uh, please continue again. <laughs> okay, so uh, so uh, something that's not so obvious is, is uh, between Heather and I, we we shoot with three three cameras, and so um, so mm-hmm. we it just makes it so much um, easier in the post production is to to sync the time on the cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I mean, obviously you can do that you can do that in Lightroom, but again, that's that takes so you gotta. It takes so much time to to figure out exactly uh, two photos that was taken at the exact same time, and then and then and then uh, change the time based on that. So um, so it's just really, really easy to just um, sync up sync up the times on the cameras. Mm-hmm. So all, all, all the cameras are literally. And as crazy is that between the three cameras, um, there at least the can, Canon cameras are horrible horrible with, with, with keeping time because like literally within a week, one, one camera is literally five seconds slower or faster than, than, than they are horrible with, with like keeping time. So, so like literally the day of the wedding, that's when I'm actually syncing the, the time of the cameras because they, they start, they, you know, whatever. So, uh, it, and, it really uh, does and make it, a, a huge, huge difference in, in the, the efficiency of post-production, especially if um, you just like to, to use up your time and process your own images and you've got to go in and do that yourself. Um, hashtag photographers edit. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's going to take up a lot of time. And actually, for that matter, even if you are outsourcing your post-production work, organizing the images before you send them off to photographers edit, so much easier if you have synced <laughs> Uh, your cameras ahead of time. So that's a really, really great point. Just a little yeah. side note, Rich, when you're putting your, your hand down, it's it's bouncing the microphone. Oh, so be I careful apologize. about that. I apologize. I apologize. No, no biggie. No biggie. Okay. If, if, if my um, my microphone was suspended, I would like just like <laughs> If you had the fancy I, microphone. I would not, we would not have that problem. I could bounce. <laughs> I could hit the, my, my hand on the table, no problem. So, all right. All right. Uh, another another kind of game changer. This is a game changer for me. Um, it really has revolutionized um how organized I am on the wedding day, and this gets back to your 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 question: is uh, I the, the most two the the two I I review all the information, um, but um, the two most important aspects is the timeline for me and the family uh, shot list. Okay, so uh, and so I put the timeline in my calendar um, in my Apple iCal, um, which then syncs up with my Apple Watch. Um, and so literally while during the wedding day, um, I am looking and I know exactly what's about to happen, when, how much time I have, because it will say between, you have five, 10 minutes to do this. You have five minutes to do that. And so I know exactly like, like I, and I keep on track so well. And in fact, uh, if you use the little, the little sidebar right here, there's a little, it's called time travel. And I can actually uh, when I when when I um, I can actually go in the future to see what's about to happen next, or and they'll say in a, in, the, in the upper right hand corner I'll say how much you know time. There's like they'll say 45 minutes or three hours and 32 seconds or, two, or be, before the ceremony starts to happen. You know, so so I, I know exactly everything. And the, and the same thing with a shot list. I put the shot list and basically in the reminders app, the the native reminders app, and the reminders app also syncs with my with my phone. So while I'm doing uh, while I'm doing 
um, group shots. Um, literally, I'm just looking at my watch. I'm I'm reading out people's names, and so normally, it is amazing it, to watch him in action with his Apple Watch with the, with the family group formals. He is so on it and so um, efficient that I get comments all the time from people about how painless he made the process. I get comments from vendors about how incredible it is that he has all that information right there. It just keeps things moving along so well for a part of the day that could otherwise be and is often miserable for people because if a photographer is not on the ball, in fact, my, I just got a call um, recently from someone who was explaining that they were at a wedding and the photographer just, I don't know if it was lack of experience or not having the right personality type to really take charge, but this section of the day went on and on and on. And the people were just saying they were miserable. The bridal party was miserable. So the fact that he uses this reminders app and puts the information all the formal formal shot lists with people's names. So he's not standing there saying, okay, mom, dad, grandmother, grandfather. He's actually shouting out people's names and getting people corralled, calling people, getting them together, getting these photos in a very, very efficient way. So yeah. And I also put all the sentimental things and anything I don't want to miss, like the sentimental things that uh, again, my grandmother's watch or my the Bible or whatever it's in this it's in and I'm literally checking it off as a checklist. And so mm-hmm. I will not leave that wedding until my, my that that reminders app is as um, at least that list is checked off. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it really is a game changer for me. And it's it sounds amazing. So I'm I'm curious though too. Do you do you ever find that some clients are kind of wondering what in the world you're doing, constantly looking at your watch, or is it is this process is just so like on point that they're uh, they, they when, don't even when, question it? When I read out twenty people's names while I look at my watch, they they get the they uh, figure they, it they, out. They, they figure it out very fast. very quickly. Yeah. So, uh, okay. They're like, so, so, oh wow, he's using his Apple Watch for the wow. Yeah. How's he doing that? Oh, that's so cool. That's the reaction. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Sometimes and, I'll make, sometimes I make a joke. I'm just looking at the time. I just I've memorized everybody's names. I'm just looking at the time. Or, you know, <laughs> I, and 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 I get a good laugh on that. So, do you do you have reminders set for each item in the calendar for the timeline? So, like, a, a five minutes ahead of time, you get a reminder that hey, this is coming up, or 15 minutes ahead of time, or whatever the case. No, no, not not necessarily. Um, uh, for the most part, I don't want reminders to because again then if, if if that if the reminders are on then then I'm getting text messages I'm getting phone calls you know like then I'm kind of more distracted than the day so you know I'm just I, I just I just utilize it all the time I just I know exactly you know hey we're running we're running ahead of schedule you know I, I've actually I, that you know so uh, no I, I don't I've never needed to be reminded I'm just looking at it a, a lot I, I I utilize it a lot uh, it's because, very sexy oh yeah <laughs> I, I need all the help I can get <laughs> uh, so uh but um, this is but, this is Heather's favorite part of the day Rich yeah, you just get to enjoy like, the- he is like the boss man he's like taking charge he's being funny he's getting stuff done it's it's very sexy I, I charm people man yeah, this so, is- um, we should just do a relationship episode. Forget the rest of this stuff. We're just talking about how you guys make this get each other excited, photographing weddings together. Wow! Group <laughs> well, family formals do it for me. <laughs> Who, knew? Who knew? Who knew? Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, we've okay. we've got about fifteen minutes left here. Rich, did you have anything that you wanted to tag on to the end of that? There. Um. Let's see here. Um, nope. I think that was the end of that question. No, okay. Us. Yeah. So hey, hey, let's, let's jump to you. Let's talk a little bit about gear prep. Um, what are your, what are your, what is your experience with this and kind of what are your tips and tricks? Everything that they said, <laughs> <laughs> except I don't do the calendar thing. Um, 
It's not a bad idea. Probably something I should implement oh. now that I have a watch. Uh, but I do, I have for the day of, I have a big camera backpack and then I have a purse that's not actually a camera bag, but it works as a camera bag. And so I don't carry the backpack around all day, but I do carry the purse around um, just because I, I get really lightheaded and I pass out easily. So I always have candy at a wedding. So if anyone ever passes out, I have candy on me. Um, I have usually, I try carrying a water bottle in there, but it can get too heavy with other things in there as well. So, but I pack all that the night before. So, and I pack all my snacks the night before as well. Can I say something? Yeah, go for it. I I, I did not know you carried candy around. I I may need you to second shoot with me. (laughs) I would be happy to second shoot with you. Yeah, I don't carry candy. So uh, it's usually Twizzlers because they don't like melt in the heat. So Um, So you have to be interesting. (laughs) Yeah, we're going to talk. Maybe we'll get into this uh, a little bit more when we talk about what we do eat on the wedding day, what we take with us, because it is a, I think an interesting point of conversation, especially as much complaining as I've seen from photographers around how they're fed on the wedding day. I think it's, I think it's important to be prepared, but we'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, you talked about kind of mirroring a lot of what Rich and Heather are doing and, mm-hmm. um, and preparing all of this the night before. Yeah. That's, that's a great tip too. It may be kind of matter of fact or obvious to some bit, the idea of preparing the night before. So you're not the, the morning of rushing around and then likely to forget something. I think that's an important, uh, important step to take. I, my, my workflow is relatively similar to you guys. I, I was going to emphasize the, the uh, rechargeable batteries. And I think this has become pretty mainstream at this point. Um, uh, I, I'm not going to spend any more time, Heather. Don't worry. <laughs> Sorry. Don't. Heather just fell asleep. Just second. <laughs> but yeah, the the uh, actually back in the day, I was using Duracell rechargeable batteries, and, and they work really well. Uh, this is a little bit of a technical kind of photography t- tip, but what I found personally was that putting flashes in manual mode, the combination of shooting with flashes in manual mode and uh, using these Duracell rechargeables meant that likely, uh, and at least in some cases, I didn't even have to replace batteries all night mm-hmm. at the reception. And uh, it was really incredible how that worked. Using TTL, I guess it's just using a lot more resources, processing resources, uh, or otherwise power for the actual flash itself. And um, it it would burn through batteries quicker. Shooting in manual mode made a big, big, big difference. And uh, so that's just a little tip there to to add to to the conversation. But I think everything else sounds pretty similar. The only other thing that that we did kind of differently. And I, we've talked about this in the past, uh, actually the same episode that I was just alluding to about um, kind of the uh, image management or backup process. I think I alluded to this uh, uh, in one of those episodes, but we would actually take a hard drive with us to some of these weddings where we're actually backing up images onto this portable hard drive while we were there. And I, I'm still confused as to why this hasn't become a mainstream thing and why companies haven't, uh, like SanDisk or otherwise, uh, haven't offered these types of solutions. Um, it's even hard to find them in, on Amazon right now, but it's a portable hard drive with a little LCD screen uh, and and you could actually back up the, the uh, cards while you were there on site. And so that was something, of course, that, that we would take with us. And I think at the time, maybe there was uh, 200 and, I wanna say maybe 250 gig uh, hard drive on, those, uh, on that hard drive itself. And uh, so uh, naturally want to make sure that that hard drive is cleared as well. But um, I, I, Heather and Rich, I think you were pretty comprehensive in this conversation about that, that gear prep. And uh, so maybe we can go from that to 
just very briefly, we've got a few minutes, clothing and snacks. Um, so let's start with clothing. Maybe we can all share our little tips about clothing and then we'll go to snacks or food after that. Uh, Rich and Heather, we'll start with you again. Yeah, uh, this is actually one of the questions I asked in the questionnaire is what are your what are your guests wearing? And, um, and so mm-hmm. this is actually um, a really interesting question because I'll actually ask them, hey, is this, um, because if it's a black tie affair versus they're getting married on, on the beach and all their, all their guests are wearing, you know, uh, shorts and whatnot. I, tr- me personally, I try to kind of blend in as much as, as, mm-hmm. as, a, as whatever the guests are wearing as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, but um, you know, because uh, we shot a wedding in, in, in Mexico and like what, what um, and what I normally wear would not have worked at, um, you know, I wanted to kind of like, Hey, we're, you know, I, I got those, those linen uh, pants, yeah, those white, white linen, oh, banana Republic. Yeah. I looked good. Um, but one tip he got a couple <laughs> years ago that has worked really well for him is um, one guy said um, that he really loves Lululemon's um, dress shirts. They've started cause it's, it, we're talking about like an athletic brand of clothing here, but I love like the recent athleisure um, brands, even Under Armour and other brands, even Banana Republic and Express for Men have recently come out with these hybrid fabrics that are designed for performance, but they're also designed to look really nice and professional. So we've had some success with these brands. He has a couple Lululemon shirts that he wears. Um, The trouble that he runs into on wedding days is how he's extending his arms in all different directions. And he's tall. He has a long torso. And so finding a shirt that will stay tucked into pants has been a really big issue for him um, to try to look as professional as possible. So most of the time, he just wears a colored button down shirt with some nice pants that are called the Traveler Pant from Banana Republic that are super nice. They're modern and they're tailored and they just look really nice. Um, and so didn't, it, was it Banana Republic or was it Gap that had one called the photographer pant? That's right? Express. Yeah. Oh, is that that's ex- oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that not a good idea, Rich? I'm not sure what, what the well, sound it's just, was. Express has some fits, some fits that don't go well on his body type. Cause they have some really skinny styles that don't, he's not like a skinny person. And so hit like, yeah, when you think about like your the size of like your thighs and your calves and everything, not not every guy is like really that skinny. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, but and for myself, um, I feel like the biggest challenge for me in looking professional is just this fact that the seasons are changing where we live. Like um, you have to have something professional looking for all the different seasons, and so I find it harder to look professional and nice certain times of the year. But I'll do dresses in the summer. And um, if it's cool outside, I do a nice p- pair of slacks from Express with like a tailored um, top uh, or tank of some kind. But I do a lot of dresses. He really likes pants on me. So sometimes I feel a little bit less dressy or classy when I'm wearing pants, but he li- he likes it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'm um, just going to uh, quietly nod. I think, yeah. I think he's communicated yeah. quite clearly his yeah. feelings there. Yeah. <laughs> it is really important for us, though, to try to match the guests and match the kind of the feel of the wedding. Like he said, we dress very differently in Mexico than we do for a um, a, a classier uh, indoor wedding here um, yeah. in town. Or vers- versus, you know, um, uh, the, it's an outdoor wedding. It's very, very relaxed. Everybody's playing cornhole and, yeah. and, and, and wearing blue jeans. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I've shot weddings like that too, you know? And like, again, like I don't want to stand out so much, you know, I just want to kind of like match what everybody else is wearing. And, and it's worked out really, really great. Just kind of asking that question, like what are, what is, what's the guest wearing? So uh, he has uh, a nice pair of dress shoes that he'll wear for ceremonies, but then he'll yeah. change into like, like a, a, a cool pair of, um, 
Adidas uh, black sneakers. They still look tailored and nice, but it's much more comfortable to get through the rest of the reception and nobody cares. Nobody's yeah. looking at his feet. He's yeah. busy documenting all the action. Yeah. So uh, yeah, after the ceremony, I, I uh, when when guests start eating and before I start eating, I'll I'll, I'll uh, switch into the, these these shoes. And uh, obviously, my comfort level obviously affects how well I can photograph because obviously, mm -hmm. if my feet are. Uh, tremendous amount of pain or my shoulders are in tremendous if I'm in pain now I'll say I can't do my job as good as I as mm -hmm. I as I could and so uh and so um so yeah during the reception man um it's party time you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of like uh putting on you definitely seem like the party shoes. type rich like out there dancing hardcore on the on the dance floor. he does a little bit he does a little bit yeah. uh, dr just drinking away you know <laughs> like give me some more booze no um so uh you know so uh but, um, um, <laughs> did you want us to go ahead and talk about the snack aspect? Well, let, let's let's hit the clothing topic first. Um, Haley, yeah. do you have any tips or suggestions for wedding day clothing? Yeah, uh, I usually wear all black. Um, it's just something I've always done. It makes it easier for me to pick out clothes. Otherwise, I'd spend hours and hours. <laughs> but I have like three, probably three, I would call wedding day outfits. Um, and they're all from either Ann Taylor, The Loft, or Old Navy. Um, usually it's a dress, but I have two jumpsuits that I have started wearing that I love. Um, one's from Ann Taylor and one's from Old Navy. So I really like those. They have pockets, which is always nice too. <laughs> what and, about uh, shoes? Do you have a preference of shoes? Yeah. So a lot of, it depends on the wedding because I have a pair of Croc sandals that I just love, but a lot of weddings, like you can't wear sandals too, um, just because of the environment that you're in. So I would never wear it to like a black tie wedding, but um, I do take a pair of just ballet flats that are plain black uh, for the ceremony, just because people get really weird about what photographers are wearing. So um, I have those and then a pair of Toms that I love and a pair of Vans that I love. Um, but the Vans are usually all through before the wedding. And then I don't wear them at the reception just because guests are real funny. <laughs> now, that's interesting. You say guests are funny about what the photographer's wearing. I don't think I've ever run into any, like in the 10 years or so that I shot, anybody ever commented on, uh, at least no. not in a negative way, on what I was wearing. Yeah, no one's ever said anything to me personally, but I've been to weddings where they're like, oh my gosh, look at what that photographer's wearing. Why would they huh. ever wear that? And it makes me think of like, oh, well, what, about, what have I worn? So that's why I've stuck to wearing all black, wearing closed toed shoes usually during the ceremony, but, um, but my Crocs, man, they are the most comfortable shoe I've ever bought and they're sandals. They're, huh. they don't look like Crocs, but. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I'm actually to go back to, to Rich's earlier point about, uh, or Rich or Heather, one of you mentioned the, um, the type of clothing. I think Heather, you were mm -hmm. talking about Lululemon, the, the mm -hmm. type of clothing that kind of mixes material. So I had, there were a couple, and I wish I knew the brand and that I could, link you guys to it, but there was a shirt that I wore for the longest time and I actually ended up buying at least, I think two of them, maybe three of them because they just worked so well for me. I sweat relatively easily. And as much as we joke about the black t-shirts, that's mm -hmm. where that all started. And so for wedding days in particular in Chattanooga, Tennessee, high, high humidity, mm -hmm. you just sweat so easily, especially mm -hmm. when you're outdoors. And so I needed black was just uh, almost a requirement for me. And uh, I found these great shirts that were kind of a combination uh, nylon, cotton, 
and maybe at least one other material that made it a little bit stretchy, but then also meant mm -hmm. that it didn't really get wrinkled. Mm -hmm. And then if it did get wet because I was sweating or in the rain or whatever, it also dried off relatively quickly and they were just perfect. Um, to your, to your point about tucking shirts in, this particular shirt just didn't, but it was black and I was wearing yeah. it against black pants. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. it was very easy to um, almost hide the fact that I, that I didn't have my shirt tucked in. I, it didn't mm -hmm. look informal. Um, it, it was still a button down and looked really, really nice. So that's, mm -hmm. that's my recommendation as far as shirts is ultimately just find something that's got that mix of material that, that wicks away moisture easily. And uh, I, I think that's, and, and also helps kind of minimize the wrinkle maximize the professionalism mm -hmm. in that sense. Uh, right. The other thing that I'll mention too, and, and I, I'll be careful not to go on a, a rant about this because I'm pretty passionate about the topic, but uh, as far as shoes are concerned, um, there is, I mean, if, if you look, if you go to the average shoe store and you even look at the average what a shoe that, that photographers are probably wearing to photograph a wedding in, you'll notice that, you know, especially the fancier kind of dress shoes, whether it's women's shoes or men's shoes, you'll notice that the toes go to a point uh, very pointy, in fact, in some cases, and they're squeezing your, your toes together. And then in, and in some cases, you also have quite a heel uh, to be photographing on. Haley, you mentioned the flat earlier. I think that's a great idea. But very simply, and, and I'll leave it at this, wearing a minimalist shoe, and it, it does take a little bit of uh, working up to this, especially if you're going to shoot six, eight, ten hours on it. I've worn minimalist shoes, uh, and the, the brand that I'm a huge fan of, we'll link to it in the show notes, it's called Vivo Barefoot, V-I-V-O-B-A-A. Uh, B-A-R-E, yeah, F-O-O-T, Vivo Barefoot. Um, and I've worn them for, for years now, but they're they're very much a minimalist shoe. So it, you don't have um, the, the extra heel or the cushioning that everybody thinks that we need. Our, our, our feet are actually made to, cre to, to create that cushion, uh, if that's the word you want to use. Um, and if you give your feet time to build up that strength, they'll do that very thing for you. Not only that, the toe box is actually quite wide. So it gives your, your feet room to actually work like they're supposed to uh, and not squeeze those toes up at the end. And uh, it's, they're, they're as comfortable as can be. It ultimately enables you to be able to build the strength in your feet. And again, it's something that I'd work up to. I wouldn't recommend you go out, this, uh, go out to now and, and buy a pair of these and wear them this weekend, um, you do have to build up a little bit of strength in your feet in order to wear them for an extended period of time. But because I've done it for years now, it's certainly what I'd recommend. It's healthy for your feet. And uh, that would be my other tip about um, clothing day of. Very quickly, we've just, uh, we're actually about the, at the hour mark at this point. Let's, let's go to uh, food or snack tips very quickly, uh, Rich and Heather. Uh, I don't, I, um, during wedding day, I don't bring any food. Um, in fact, I, I don't even think about food. I, he, I, I, he's very interesting. He and I are very different in this way. When I'm working, my, I don't stop thinking about food and needing to like <laughs> needing to eat periodically. I just, I just feel bad way more easily than he does. If I'm not doing all the right things for my body, he goes into the zone and he does not have to eat all day on a wedding day. And he will eat the vendor meal when the bride and groom are eating, when, when all the guests are eating and there's nothing going on, he will eat the vendor meal and that's all he needs. It's very interesting to me mentally what happens where, when he's so focused, yeah. um, I'm not that way at all. So I'll bring like a Lara bar, um, or a cliff bar or a, one of those RX bars, something like that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Heather has to do is she has to remind me to drink. She's like, she'll bring me some water. She's like, here is a drink here drink this now yeah. you know oh okay yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah he's just he's a lot tougher thanks. than i am like yeah. i just yeah i feel bad so much more easily if i'm not drinking enough if i'm not eating enough so yeah. um like Haley, you talked about your you know you know getting dizzy or i get so anyway that's our quick little tidbit about that sorry 
Rich will bring ice waters in these tumblers that we talked about. I feel like we talked about these Starbucks tumblers last yeah, yeah. last week, but yeah, he'll bring he'll bring two of those filled with ice water for his car for the trip home. Um, but he's so low, low maintenance when it comes to to eating and drinking on a wedding day, which serves him well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, and you mentioned those RX bars. Um, I was just gonna I'll go ahead and throw out my recommendation or one of my recommendations for snacks, um, comparable uh, as far as I guess the, the quality of snack, and that is kind bars as well. Yeah. Um yeah. we can link to both of these in the show notes. I love the RX bar brand, their branding. I what is it like for, what do they say on the front? Like four ingredients, no BS mm-hmm. or something like that. And so mm-hmm. you actually see the ingredients of the bar listed yeah. on the front. Um, my, my, my kind of added tip to, to this conversation would be, um, and that's again, just like the minimal issues takes a little bit of working up to, but, and, and I guess in an effort to minimize the need to constantly eat, and of course, everybody's body is different. Heather, you pointed out that fact, but uh, for me personally, I, I don't want to have to rely on constantly needing a sugar boost for, for my body through the day. So I'm going to eat foods that, um, it, for example, if I were to go shoot a wedding, this weekend, I would likely take nuts, some mixed nuts, and then potentially a kind bar or an RX bar just for a little bit of um, sugar in my system uh, later in the day if I'm kind of running low on energy, uh, mm-hmm. just a little bit of a boost. But constantly going to to sugar-rich foods is also a bad idea because what that tends to do is give you an insulin spike and then you have that crash and then you want more and you got to go to the insulin spike and you crash. You repeat that process through the day and you're making it more difficult for yourself. So my suggestion or tip uh, for those of you listening in would be minimize the the high glycemic index to b- b- borrow kind of a geeky term uh, foods and um, go with that stuff that is lower in carbohydrate. And, um, and then if you need something, a kind bar is a good way to go. I know I had one earlier this week, actually, that had only five grams of sugar in it. Tasted wonderful. Uh, a little bit of chocolate and some grains and I think nuts. And that was a, a great go-to. The RX bars are also awesome. And uh, if you want to st- study branding, check out that brand. It's, it's really, yeah. really cool. Haley, do you have something to add to that conversation about snacks? Yes, I'm going to go with basically the opposite of what you said, because I am, (laughs) (laughs) I am hypoglycemic. So I have to have sugar basically. Well, not all the time, but there are times where I can eat a full meal and still feel like I'm going to pass out. And so that's why I do carry the candy around, but for my actual snacks, like I don't rely on the candy as a meal. (laughs) It's more of like a oh my gosh, I just passed out. I need something in my body. Um, and this will get me back up fast and I can move on with what I was doing. But um, I always have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because it lasts all day. It doesn't go bad. And it is just really nice, you know, <laughs> on a wedding day. But I typically have two of them with me um, so that if another vendor is like, oh, I didn't pack any snacks, I have something in that also builds that relationship, which is really nice. Um, it's amazing then, what, yeah, even something like a snack, sharing a snack will do for a relationship, yeah. especially when it's unexpected. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was with a wedding planner one day and she had passed out at the, it was the middle of July. We were at the choo-choo and she passed out and didn't have any snacks and there was no food around. And so I just pulled out my extra sandwich and I was like, Hey, I have this, do you want it? And she ate the whole thing. And I got like a super thankful email afterwards, which was really nice. But, um, just having those like extra snacks and tons of water. Um, I, I feel like I don't drink as much water during, you know, the fall or the spring, but the second Mm -hmm. summer hits, it's like, I went to a wedding 
a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't shooting it, but I was shooting behind the scenes and I probably went through eight bottles of water mm -hmm. in the six hours I was there. Okay. And I don't know. It's the South. It's hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It really, yeah. The humidity here, it's amazing. Like if you go shoot a wedding in California, it, it could be 80, 90, hundred degrees even. And it's just a totally different experience than shooting here with the humidity. So hydration is so important. Um, I'll close out our conversation about the food and, and really the podcast at this point uh, and, and today's workflow Wednesday episode, which is a, a little note here uh, and, and then I'll hashtag opinion. Uh, add, add that this is an opinion, but uh, just an idea. I mentioned earlier that I've seen a, quite a bit of conversation from the photography industry around really what seems to be kind of an entitlement about the way that photographers are fed on the day of the wedding. And uh, I'll, I'll just throw this out as kind of an idea, food for thought, food for thought, no pun intended originally, um, but just something to consider. And, and that is we are there as photographers to do a job. And um, while I certainly understand the significance of having uh, nutrient-rich food, especially at the end of the day, we've been going a long time, we need some energy, um, th the notion that we should uh, expect or feel entitled to you know, the same food, for example, that the, the wedding party and the bride and groom are eating, uh, I, I just think it's, it's kind of a, a short-sighted mentality that gets in the way of focusing on, on doing our job. Having good food, nutrient-rich food is important. That's why we're making some of these suggestions, in fact. And, and I, what I would suggest to our listeners is go prepared, even go prepared uh, for the, the occasion where maybe you're not going to have a meal, period. Make sure that you've got the, the stuff along with you that you need to get through the day. Uh, but the the kind of entitled mentality gets in the way of focusing on creating the best experience for the client versus the other way around. It seems kind of backwards and reverse uh, in that in that case. And I'm really surprised at the the rants that some photographers go on about about that particular topic. So just some food yeah. for thought. Um, kind of set the entitlement mentality aside and, and focus on serving your clients, creating the best experience for them. And I think so much of what we've talked about today has centered around that idea. I love that. Uh, and uh, by the way, Joan says, Heather, you are so good for rich. Love the Smiths. Um, thanks, Joan, for commenting. And uh, wow, you are so good for me, baby. <laughs> thanks, Joan. That's Sarah Bridging. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and Sarah actually says, do you all as photographers usually grab a plate at the reception? Is this something you have in your contract? And and this is to, to the point that I was just talking about. Heather and Rich real quick. And Haley, do you guys include that in your contract? Uh, yeah, I do have my contract. Um, obviously, I'm not going to sue them, but they don't. I mean, like, I, I'm not sure why I have my contract, but it's just basically a reminder to them that like, I'm going to be with them for eight hours or 10 hours. So I mean, it's nice, you know, I mean, like, again, but I don't require it. Um, you know, I've but, certainly never seen you rant about, about that particular topic. Uh, right? I'll no, just no, that no. Caveat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so, uh, and so, um, but normally I just like, I, I'm going to, I try to eat when the bride and groom eats. And, and so I, I don't particularly, um, a lot of, it all depends on the wedding. Sometimes the wedding is very formal. And I'm like, I do not want to go through, even as a buffet line, I do not want to go through it. I just, I feel awkward, but sometimes the bride and groom's like, go through the buffet line, enjoy, you know, like they're, they're encouraging me, mm -hmm. please sit down. You know, like they're saying, take a break. You've been working really, really hard, you know, for about 90% of my class are like that, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, there's no problem with me getting food, uh, the same food as, as the guest. Um, um, but, but, there but I, would, are, I would argue that, that that comes from 
again, an effort on your part to provide a good experience for your clients. You've been doing this basically mm -hmm. all along the way, right? So now oh, they yeah. have this relationship with you oh, yeah. where they would only naturally encourage you to do that mm -hmm. thing versus, again, going oh, yeah. in with this kind of expectant mentality. Mm -hmm. You're there to do, yeah. do a job. They're paying you to do a job, not to come eat at the reception. So right. Right. the idea that you should have, you know, fill in the mm -hmm. blank. Um, I just right. think it's kind of a backwards mentality. I think yeah. that that, that that kind of relationship that you establish with your clients is a beautiful example of you focusing on serving them. And as a result, they can't help, but just be nice to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's like, that's, you hit nail the head. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's how mine is too. Like I don't have it in my contracts and I never have, and I don't think I ever will just because um, if I present it to someone who dives deep down into contracts and sees that they could, it could come across as entitled. And that's the only reason I haven't put it in there. But most of my brides have been either close friends or we've gotten to know each other before we booked or I send a contract over. Um, so I haven't run into the issue, but I've also never, well, I say I've never run into the issue of not getting a vendor meal, but I have. Um, it was a wedding I was just at recently where they didn't have plates for the vendors. And so we were scrambling to find plates and I felt like it was more effort on my part to eat their food rather than just eat the sandwich I had brought. Mm -hmm. And so to me, I'm not going to pay like if a, if a plumber came to my house to fix something on my house, I'm not going to make his meal. So that's kind of how I feel. We are a service, you know, I get the reason you're there all day, but I'm going to bring my own meal, whether you feed me or not. Mm -hmm. so. and, and, and so, yeah, I guess very simply preparation, right? Just knowing, or I guess setting the expectation aside, um, by the way, I will say though, it doesn't hurt to, to also have a good relationship with the wedding coordinator involved because, um, at that point, I mean, I, I've, I'm assuming that you guys have experienced this where the wedding coordinators are like, Hey, you got some time, go get some food. You need yeah. to eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. um, and oh, again, yeah. that relationship is what enables that. Um, yep. well, yeah. And also else. as a photographer, there's nothing to document when people are eating. Like nobody <laughs> wants photos. Nobody needs photos of that. So it just makes a lot of sense to um, take advantage of that opportunity if it's presented for sure. Yeah. And we do, you know, <laughs> wonderful. So, well, <laughs> it's, I think it's a quick meal, you know, yeah. but absolutely. And, 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 uh, to that point too, I mean, grab some food and if you have extra time, this is something we used to do, but we would actually throw together a slideshow during, uh, or at least begin to throw together a slideshow during that time that we could then share during the reception as kind of a surprise to the clients. It's really a whole conversation for a different episode, but yeah, we've um, packed it in today. You, you can definitely <laughs> take advantage of that, that kind of downtime during, during the meal. Uh, in closing, Sarah says this was helpful. Thanks guys. Thank you, Sarah, for listening. And to all of those of you, uh, who have listened in today, to this episode of Workflow Wednesday. Um, as I mentioned before, you can listen to, for those of you watching live or watching the video, want to listen to the podcast, if you just go to bocapodcast.com, you can listen to the episodes there. We link to the various podcast players from there. And uh, for those of you who are listening, or I'm sorry, yeah, listening on the podcast, if you want to see the video, because we you did get to, we, we did share, we did a little bit of show and tell today. Um, you can just go to facebook.com slash photogs edit. And uh, by the way, you can also follow us on Instagram at photogs edit or go to photographers edit.com uh, if you are interested in getting a bit of your life back and outsourcing your editing. So <laughs> we'll end on that note. Thank you guys so much. We went a little yeah. bit long today. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for sharing all the information. And yeah. uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. See you yeah. soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Boca Podcast. 
Will you let us know what you thought by leaving a review of the podcast in iTunes or the Apple Podcast app? And I'd love to hear from you personally with your thoughts about the podcast and maybe suggestions about future topics and guests for the show. My email is nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom image editing for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.